0: Welcome back to yet another episode of the CJ Tour Podcast. I'm your host, Calum Glenn-Alexander, as always here, and joined today as an episode of the Big One in OKC now, just because uh, I moved out. Joel's not with us today. Neither is Zev, so it would be the Big Three in OKC, but that'll be the title. But we got Walter. Walter here joining hey, me. Hey, last man standing. I'm, man I'm officially standing. the
1: the best of the big of OKC. Does that is that what that means?
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, you are the you are the group leader. You are the team champion here. Oh no, um, that's
1: you. That's you, Calvin. I'm just saying. Since I was last remaining, I I feel like I should win some sort of prize. Um, yeah, you know what the prize
0: is? What's the prize? You get to talk with me for the podcast today. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Right. I'm not that imaginative. Sorry, uh, I couldn't come up with it. Um, the prize here okay. though is that um, I don't know if you're aware, but Space Jam comes out today um slash tonight, whatever you know, Thursday. Uh, so we got the Space Jam backgrounds still, at least if you're watching this via YouTube. Um, you can see our beautiful faces. But you know what else you can see, Walter?
1: What else can you see, Calvin?
0: I'm supporting my guy here, Kay Cunningham. Number one overall draft pick coming up here in two weeks from today. Going to is probably he, Detroit. Um, is he,
1: is he going to be the number one draft pick? Question oh, mark? Question mark. It's not you know, a consensus. But before we even dive into this, we need to have a serious talk with Joel about how much PTO we allow him to have off. Um, I feel like he is uh, taking advantage of uh, time off requests lately. I don't uh, You're leader. So I'll I'll let you handle it. But uh, yeah, what kind of benefits did he get when we signed him on? I'm a little curious, a little upset. Uh, He's obviously right now he's waiting um, with his son. They're, They're tenting to go see Space Jams. So uh, that's what he's doing. He feels that he can take off of this, which is work, uh, you know, to go see Space Jams. You know, it is what it is. I'm just saying he's taking he's taking quite a bit of time off.
0: I I will say shout out to Joel for joining as many podcasts as he does with two kids and a wife. I'm single. So clearly, Uh, hey, 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. So shout out to Joel for that. Okay. Cannot say, you know, two kids and a wife. Like shout out to him for joining as many podcasts as he does. On the other hand. He's a valued member of the crew. So, you know, you got to, you got to spare your time wisely here, Joel. Got to get back with us. We need the NBA Finals recap and draft recap two weeks from today. That podcast, Joel's got to be here for, right? The 29th. Yeah,
1: he, he's definitely, he's definitely the draft expert, uh, you and him. Of course, you guys are both the expert. I kind of just sit around and poke fun and try to get Joel and you both mad at me. That's kind of my job. Uh, enjoy it. Loving it. Um, but yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Speaking to Kate Cunningham, yeah, you're wearing so, a jersey, supporting him. Go Pokes, baby! Um, you, you were not nervous at all that uh, report came out that uh, our uh, the Pistons GM Troy Weaver was uh, enamored by Jalen Green.
0: I, I'm I'm not I'm not worried. No, um, I'm Kate Cunningham said he's meeting with one team and only one team. No updates after that. So either Cade knows something we don't or he knows something we don't, right? Like, he's only meeting with one He's only meeting with one team. That's it.
1: You know, I, I will say this. If you are a Cade fan, you don't want him to go to Detroit. I've, of course, listed that plenty of times. You don't want him to go to the Kings. You don't want him to go to Detroit. But Troy Weaver, I will give him credit, drafting Russell Westbrook, having a big um play for Serge Ibaka and James Harden seems like the guy knows what he's doing draft wise so if I was a Pistons fan I would be pretty happy uh, knowing that he's going to be running the draft Uh, so if you're upset if he for some reason trades down and takes Jalen Green I you know just Pistons fans have faith in Troy Weaver that's all I'm going to leave it at
0: that that's very very true he has drafted extremely well from just last year um, the three guys he drafted, of course, Killian Hayes. Plenty of people are gonna throw it out there, buzz, all the stuff, et cetera, whatever. Listen, the dude wasn't healthy. Um, we get into that a lot later. We get that's an off season topic, et cetera. But Isaiah Stewart showed out, showed out, right? And Sadiq Bey on the US select team. Yeah. Too. So no. so all all good things here. All good things if you're if you're Curious about it, right? Um, all the good things we can say about Troy Weaver, Mr. Oklahoma City Thunderman to Detroit himself. It's like he followed somebody there. I just can't remember who. Anyways, with all that being said here, I was, that was a joke. You're supposed to laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> you said it too quick, Calvin. You said the joke too I know, quick.
0: I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a hyper, hyper loop today before I get started on this trip. Um, so just for heads up, next week, there will be a special podcast releasing on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, Central or no Pacific Standard Time. Maybe I'll change to Central. I'll change to six Central Standard Time because that's where 95% of the listeners of the podcast are from. But uh, so tune in next week on Wednesday at six. I will not be putting out on Twitter, Instagram or whatever because I won't be around. Um, it's an automated release. So look out for that. Um, hey, you're going to a little hint. We'll not, little... not be on YouTube. We'll not be on YouTube. these. Yeah. I, the palette. I talk for a while. Talk. And give my thoughts on several different things. And that's Always as far... Good. There's no guest. That's what I'll say. There's no guest. It's truly a bonus episode of the podcast here. But uh, yeah, okay. next Wednesday at 6 Central is the time. But what we've got on deck here, though, at least for the rest of the podcast, is on top of your Kate Cunningham talk, is um, would you rather have Chris Milton or Devin Booker uh, for the rest of the finals? Who do you trust more? Has Giannis fixed his free throw issues? Who is getting robbed in the finals? Walter wonders what happens if Andre Eberson doesn't blow out his knee. And would you rather the Suns or Bucks win? Plus, who do you think is going to win? So, kind of the double, double back and forth. So let's get to it. Um, last night, Bucks won. It's two v two. Chris Paul, our guy, I will say, our guy, our yeah, Oklahoma our City guy. Thunder guy, uh, played one year with Oklahoma City. It was a great year though. Um, hard to believe it was only a year ago that they were still in the bubble. Right now, and yeah. we're just kind of getting warmed up in the bubble. But our guy lost his handle, lost his dribble. There had a chance to go down and, and win at the end, um, or at least tie it. You know, I mean, they were down two, lost, lost his handle, lost his dribble, turns it over, bucks ball, and then Bucks hit their free throws and win. What are you? What are your immediate reactions here, kind of following that? Because I understand that was like with like a minute left, um, the Suns had a chance. It's my point here.
1: Yeah. Uh- you think about it, just because Monty Williams has the timeouts he could use, but obviously he's got Chris Paul, and then Chris Paul goes and turns it over. It just seems like the the hey, the game got out of hand too quick. It seemed like uh, Monty should have probably called a timeout when they were what was it down two, uh, with the, a minute thirty left. Probably should have called a timeout then. Didn't do it, and they just kind of fell apart. Uh, which you know kind of reminds me of just the whole game. Uh, last night was that it just, it was in reach, but it really just kind of felt like the Milwaukee bucks were going to take care of it and handle it. Uh, I know the Suns had jumped out to like the seven or eight point lead, and then it just kind of turned uh, early fourth quarter. And then, uh, yeah, so I just, yeah, it just seems like it was a, it was a, just a falling apart in the last two minutes. I understand that the game kind of was in their hands, seven-point lead, eight-point lead, but it kind of felt like Milwaukee was going to run away with it at the end.
0: It really did. And the couple of things here is that, you know, okay, Devin Booker, you know, had seven fouls in the game or, you know, or the, the box had fouled him four more times than, you know, whatever all type of stuff. At the end of the day, like, both teams had a shot here to, to like, to win with less than two yeah. minutes left. Every other game, the previous three, this the second after the second half had started, the pricing that I me mean, excuse me, not the pricing. I'm so used to work talk here. Um <laughs> You salesman. Sales guy. Um, the the score didn't change, you know, as far as the leader. Like it, it just is kind of one of those things where last night is one of the best finals is the best finals game of the four we've seen so far. It's the most competitive, it's the most yeah. most entertaining, rewarding to watch. And I watched it all the way through the end because I was like hang on a second, this is cool, right? But yep. I, I think that's where we get, on the other hand, a bunch of people going, well, he got, he got fouled, he got you know, or he didn't get fouled or whatever it is because, you know, as we, as, you know, I've mentioned before, everyone's watching until the very, very end paying super close attention because of that, right? Like, we're not talking about this if it's a 10-point game, mm-hmm. you know, at the end. Yeah. But all you can want out of a final game is to go all the way down to the end, right? It's just a... You know, um, be be all the way down at the end and have two teams who are fun, exciting, tons of fun to watch. You know, I said fun twice there. But, like, like this is this is one of the better finals. I know that Joel would disagree with me because it's not the Lakers, it's not LeBron, it's not AD. But it's also not the Nets and their Stars, you know, all type of stuff either. And the, the other thing I'd say back to that is, is that you have... A back-to-back MVP winner in Giannis, who is showing out, who is overcoming some free throw issues, and you also have Devin Booker in the rising Phoenix Suns team. You have DeAndre Ayton, who before this play before the playoffs, I was like, ah, I don't know, I just don't watch the Suns games. I don't know. Now it's like, well, Aiden might be an All Star next year. Now the past two games kind of make me go, well, I don't know. maybe he's had a, you know, maybe he's had a regression. Maybe the Bucks kind of figured him out a little bit. But the first two games, you're going. DeAndre Ayton All-Star, maybe? Maybe? Maybe, right? And we talked about on the last pod we did that DeAndre Ayton, all three of us think DeAndre Ayton is the best fit for his current team out of the three best guys drafted. Luka Doncic, NBA 2K 2022 cover guy, is still like the third, you know, the third best guy as far as a fit for his team with the Mavs there. So, I I don't know. I mean, what... I know it threw it out there. Has Giannis fixed free off free throw issues? I mean, what what are your thoughts here? Did he Yeah,
1: no, I think he I think he's helped uh being at home, uh, without the annoying counting. Um, I think it's all like if he sees the first couple go in, he's gonna have a good a good night. But if he sees the first one miss and the second one airball, then it just is like Raveling downhill. But really, I think about the game yesterday. Of course, Devin Booker had uh what was it, four fouls, and then they went up for the layup and absolutely clobbered a missed call. Luckily, Giannis gets the rebound, puts puts the uh, puts the offensive rebound up and scores it to tie, tie the, I believe it was to tie the game, or maybe it was to take the lead. It, when you think about it, it kind of reminds you of like a soccer match, right, because they do have the play-on rule, but that was terrible because it should have fouled Devin Booker out of the game. Um. So even when you look at that, Then you look at Chris Paul falling down. In my mind, those two big plays in the game, don't get me wrong, the play that I was most interested in was when Devin Booker goes up and throws the lob to DeAndre Ayton, and Giannis is able to come out of nowhere and stop it and block it. And then they run down and get a bucket. Uh, To me, I feel like that was just kind of the, okay, we're going to take care of this game. But uh, but back back to the free throws, you know, I just, like I said, I think it's, he makes the first couple. He's going to be golden for the night. He just takes too long. I I mean, I understand that the fans are counting fast. And so when they actually hit to 13 and 14, he's actually at 10. But, you know, in your mind, when you're actually taking a free throw and you realize they're at 13 or 14, there's really got to be something going on. Like, OK, I really got to shoot this pretty quick. I just I don't know why he takes. It, it. It's even worse is he takes a practice shot, you know, air. You know, before he even gets the ball, so really his free throw rhythm is like 15 seconds. That is way too long. Well, you know
0: from previously playing basketball, if your free throws were taking 15 seconds long, what are your what are your teammates think of you? They think you've got no confidence in shooting free throws, yeah. right? They're not they're not putting you on the line. It doesn't matter about. I'm not even talking about the other team, right? Um, and I go through free throw percentages here, just year over year, right? So the so this is all for the playoffs, and this is all for Giannis. And now it's going to be jaded because, of course, Giannis, is, this is the most amount of playoff games he's ever played, is 19. So it's a little different, right? But the percentage of free throws he's made this year is 56.8%. Um, now, he's attempted 176, but two years ago, so not last year, but two years ago, he attempted 100 and, um, yeah, 168 free throws total. Um, in 15 games this year, it's, he's played 19 games just for comparison. But I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say this again here all, all buttoned up. This this year's playoffs, he's attempted 176 free throws. Two years ago, 168 free throws. Two years ago, he was at 64%. I'm rounding a little bit. This year, mm-hmm. he's at 57%. That's, that's enough of a decrease, right? He's He made in uh, in four fewer games... Two years ago, he made he's made seven more free throws than he has this year in four more games. Yeah. It's just, I think he's figuring it out. I think he's getting a lot better. Of course, the plus-minus stuff with him is just bizarre. It's like last year, he was an, a plus-27 plus-minus over nine games. This year, he was a plus-127, so they must be adding it together. I have no idea how that works. But he, he's got to figure out the free throw thing. You're right. It does take him forever to shoot. Period, right? Um, and and I'm curious here as I try to find the stats for home versus away, but man, it's just uh, it, it's it's one of those yeah. things where like if if I suck to shooting free throws, right? You would let me know if we're on the same team. You you let me know. Is somebody letting Giannis know because he's the he's the MVP, he's the best player on the team? Is somebody letting um, him know, or I, or is I'm it just sure, like yeah. an unwritten like he already knows because he already has to know?
1: I'm sure he's aware. Um, I'm sure that the team is aware. Whether they're actually like pulling him aside and you know working with him, I you know, I don't really think so. But the the key is if he wants to be, and this is what he wants, he wants to be compared with the Kevin Durant's, the Kobe Bryant's, the LeBron James's. One of the reasons that they're so efficient is because at the end of games, even if they don't make the bucket, they're going to get fouled or they're going to go to the rim. It just seems like at end of games he's either either given it to Chris Middleton or he's doing jump up shots he's scared to go to the free throw line which is a it's just an incredible tool to have when you're that height driving to the basket cuz it doesn't matter if you miss you're going to get fouled the chance of you getting fouled and then if you're automatic at the at the free throw line it doesn't matter so yeah he's he's got to work on it he really does
0: he he truly truly does um the other thing i'd say too with him here is that if, if he, if, that's like the one last thing, like, cause he doesn't need to shoot the three ball. We know that like, we, like you and I both know if he shoots a three ball, like incredibly well, it it's probably just kind of game over for the league, right? If he can shoot three ball well, but if he could shoot free throws, dependably, it's probably over for the league. Um, what, what's interesting to me by far and away here is, is that as I look through his like per game year over year, total career percentages. His three-point percentage has basically stayed about the same. It's been point, you know, it's been 0.15 at some points when he was barely shooting any, right? Um, you know, so I'm not going to count that necessarily. But like over the past two seasons, it's been fairly similar. Before that, it was like 25%. And before that, it was, you know, some other. So it, it's, been a, it's been all about in the three, you know, 30%-ish besides like one year, right? But his Two point percentage has gone up consistently year over year. So clearly, not only do we know he's he's taking more two pointers, right? He's he's taking more jump shots. He's doing more dunks. He's doing more layups. He's getting the line off type of stuff too, right? But his free throw percentage over the past two seasons is down from his career high. I mean, he's he at one point was a seventy seven percent free throw shooter um, when he started eighty games. So, and I, I know I'm, like, picking and choosing stats here as I try to, like, make my argument better. I'm fully aware on that one, too, because I know Joel's going to give me shit for that way when he comes on next podcast. But that's, he was 77% shooting, you know, free throw shooter when he shot almost eight free throws a game. This year, he's shooting almost 10 free throws a game, and he's down 10%. That, that's a huge difference when you're Giannis, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, and I, I know we're we're picking, you know, we're being... We're critiquing Giannis um, after the performance last night. We all know it was Chris Middles- Middleton versus Devin Booker. Both had 40 points. Both played well. Uh, Giannis also played really well. I know it didn't necessarily show up on points because he had, what, 20-something points. But uh, just being able to – and, and the, the way he was being checked in and out of the game, not being able to really get a flow. I don't know if you, you have any thoughts on that of why he was so out of breath. You would. I mean, I didn't see that in game the games one, two, or three – but uh, they were they had success moving him to even guarding like DeAndre Ayton, having a, having him block that shot. So, yeah, we're critiquing. But, you know, I did not want people commenting, saying, hey, we just think he sucks. You know, he did play pretty well last night. We're just, you know, uh, trying to compare him to what he wants, which is a two time MVP.
0: Right. And and also to add on here is, is that he's a five time all star. Right. Four yeah. all defensive team you know, um defensive player of the year previously, you know, two seasons ago, et cetera, right? Like we're 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 we seeing all this type of stuff where everyone's like, oh yeah. I mean, five time all NBA, right? We're yeah. we're nitpicking for sure. But we're nitpicking at like the one thing that you and I can both excel at at six foot two, two hundred and twenty five ish pounds, right? Like just so some dudes playing basketball. If we can excel at student free throws, that's the one thing where it didn't matter if Shaq could shoot free throws or not, right? But for but that's because he had Kobe. I mean, that's because he had the other true second, like true all star. I know you've I know you've been a Lakers it's, fan in the past, right? Right. or right. right, right, right. the, that's other, the other
1: thing about Shaq is finishing. He it, it, it most of the free throws he missed were and one. So it it would have helped to hit the and one shot, but uh, he at least already had the two. Giannis is getting it not from backing down but from driving. But yeah, no, I get your point.
0: Right, right. I mean, that's if Chris Milton was as good as Kobe, this wouldn't be a conversation we'd be having. But when yeah. when we're thinking about next year's, and this leads me to my next question here, we're thinking about next year's, right? Do you think it's more likely that the Suns or the Bucks make it back? And I think it's much more likely that the Suns make it back here than the Bucks, just because I think the Bucks are going to be who knows what Darryl Morey and the Sixers are going to do this offseason with Ben Simmons. But regardless of that, the Eastern Conference is very top-heavy. I think the Nets are going to be able to figure out a way to get one more-ish ish guy, right? Like a Karis LeVert, a Victor Oladipo, a dude similar to that on their team where it doesn't matter night and day if James Harden, Kyrie, or Kevin Durant are playing or not, right? They're going to get one more-ish dude. And all of a sudden, it's going to be the Nets Conference. And the difference between the Nets and... Yeah, Milwaukee right now is that Milwaukee won because the Nets got injured. We know that, right? If all three of the Nets guys are healthy, I think they're here and me. Exactly. No, I'm not counting before chickens for the hatch. But Suns maybe won a game. The box and that's not us that. putting an asterisk on the season. No, it's not us. No, putting an asterisk on no, 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 the season. No, no, no. Don't get
1: me started on that. Count.
0: No, no, I'm not. I'm not so. going into that. You brought that up. You brought that no, up. I didn't. No, no. Um, but what, what I'm what I'm getting at here, of course, is that. If Giannis and the Bucs are truly going to be incredible year over year and be finals contenders year over year, this is the first time they made it to the finals. Since 70, you know, since whatever. It's the first time Giannis made it to the finals, et cetera, et cetera. Giannis is still a young dude in comparison to, you know, how old I think he is, right? He's 26 right now. He's still younger than you and me. But if we think, okay, by 33, Giannis will have played in three to four more finals. The way he does that is by either Getting one is either Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday up in their levels a ton, so that his workload's not immense, or he makes more free throws. Yeah, you know, because if he's able to make more free throws, it's again not gonna not gonna say all what ifs, but it's it's over. Like like if if Giannis can make more free throws, then what do you do when a seven foot tall guy who can move as well as Kevin Durant can get to the rim? right seven foot tall guy who's musk more muscular than Kevin Durant and can get to the rim better than Kevin Durant but can move just as well he cannot shoot I'm not getting into that he cannot shoot as well as KD. we all know this he has nothing in his bag like that but when his handles are good enough to get to the rim I
1: mean Jay Crowder can't guard him yeah but no I mean he's definitely in the LeBron and Kevin Durant uh, you're right. He doesn't have Kevin Durant handles. I would say he's a little bit better defensively, especially since watching Kevin Durant come back from the Achilles, it still seemed like he was a step back. But you already brought up the great question: Is Suns Bucks after this year who has the best return? And not only is it you know the Nets which will, we agree the Nets would be in the finals if they were healthy. You've got the Miami Heat. You have the Boston Celtics. You have the you have the 76ers. You have the New York Knicks, who you don't know what they're going to do. So they're going to try to do something versus the West. We just found out yesterday that Kawhi Leonard is having surgery on his ACL, which it doesn't matter if it's a partial tear or a regular tear. It's He's going to be sitting out the same amount of time, which means he won't be back until next May, more likely April or May, which is the entire regular season. Yeah. So the Suns have already gained, and you don't know when Jamal Murray is going to come back. Yeah. Of course, they're going to have to battle the Lakers, and also it's interesting Chris Paul is going to be a free agent. You got to wonder what's happening there since LeBron's kind of hinting at finally wanting to play with Melo and Chris Paul, which would be and well, interesting, and but-
0: Robert Sarver never really known as spending max players, max max money on a bunch of players for the Suns. Right. The Suns owner. Um, that's another big thing here. Of course, he's got. Devin Booker on a max, and then he's going to probably have to put DeAndre Ayton on a max, right? Right, yeah. So what do you do about Chris Paul? Chris Paul looks better than ever. I mean, besides last night, you know, I'm um, nitpicking here again, but you're right. Um, I th- I think that the the West is much more even, where you have 10 teams every single year who, if you told me that um, the Trailblazers were in the Western Conference Finals, I'd go, oh my gosh, Damian Lord, CJ McCall must have gone off. But I wouldn't have not believed you, right? Whereas right. you tell me the Bucks are in the finals, I go, something injury wise or something happened. And I and I say I would say that too for the Trailblazers, of course. Like, like like you and I are not talking about this next year if LeBron and Anthony Davis are fully healthy and they look like they did last year in the finals, right? We're not, right. You know, we're not talking about the Suns don't make it. Suns don't make it. I'll give Joel all the credit for that one. But I can't think that the Bucks have an easier chance next year than the Suns do, just because the Suns, Chris Paul is not playing at like an elite athletic level to stay where he's at, right? Like he has to stay healthy, but and he's, and he stays healthy. Knock on wood, right? He stays healthy the rest of this, you know, whatever. But going into next season, I I would. I'd give the props to the Suns being able to figure out stuff a little bit more in repeat because they're all brand new guys together as far as the head coach. Monty, well, head coach Monty Williams second year, right? But Chris Paul, mm-hmm. the best player on the yep. team, The yep. night in, night out at least, <clears throat> as we have seen through the playoffs. Devin Booker can play and score more, the, but,
1: you know. Don't forget about Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne. I mean, that's a better supporting cast than Bobby Portis and Pat Connington. I mean, uh, Divincenzo being out does hurt, but honestly, would you rather want Cameron Johnson or Divincenzo? I'd rather want Johnson.
0: I'd want, uh, yeah, I'd want Johnson for sure. I'd also go. Listen, not having Dario Saric and also not having, um, oh gosh, what's the? Why am I forgetting the wing defense? Terry Craig, Tory Craig, excuse oh, me. Yeah, yeah, having both those guys out definitely has made a difference. I mean, we, we're talking how. Wow, I can't believe Aiden just never racks up that many fouls. Well, it's usually because Sarge would come in and then foul Giannis, too. Yeah, Not having him in definitely hurts. It makes Jay Crowder have to slide over and play the five ish or whatever position it is to guard Giannis more whenever Aiden needs a breather. And Aiden's
1: playing a lot of minutes for sure. But man, um... yeah, you know, you did bring up a great point. Obviously, with Sarge being out, Frank Kaminsky's gotten a few minutes. Um, if I'm the son's GM, first thing I do is cut, uh, Kaminsky, uh, what he did when Pat Beverly pushed Chris Paul in the back and Kaminsky shoved him. Yeah, I'm sure everyone sees shoved him, but not really shoved him. If you're Frank Kaminsky, who cares if you get suspended two games, obviously you were needed now. Because Sarge tore his ACL, but before that, you don't think Sarge is tearing his ACL? I'm sorry, you absolutely pick up Pat Bev and throw him six six rows up.
0: Oh, for, oh, for sure. But so, yeah, that's no. also not Kaminsky. If Kaminsky was doing that, Kaminsky would be getting paid more and would not be the the, end of the bench guy. If he yeah, played with that, that much man. passion, where he was shoving guys, you you and I both know he'd be yeah you know, he'd be up there a little more, right?
1: I don't know what was sad that. He actually did push Patrick Beverly, but he did like one of these, like he even let out a little moan before before the little push he did. I don't know. It would have been worse. It would have been better if he had not even done that. It just let him go. Instead, he did give him the hey, that's not nice. And and pushed him. I mean, that was you're ridiculous. saying
0: we're, we're getting all caught up here on the degree of how much he pushed him. But you're right. It brings up a good point here. Um, with that being said, though, you did bring up the roster factor, which I don't want to leave out of this question at all is, would you rather have Middleton or Booker after, after we've seen four games now we've seen, we've seen, I'd say two incredible Devin Booker games. Um, last night was one of them as far as amount of points scored, but we've also seen incredible Chris Middleton games too. Who Would you rather have just for the rest, like the next three games of the finals, you got to pick one of the two guys who would you rather have?
1: Oof. I think my answer is going to be the same for both going forward and for the rest of the playoff series. I'm going to go Devin Booker. Uh, reason why is Devin's just a teensy bit more consistent. I understand Chris Middleton is pretty clutch, especially at home and those pull up mid range jump shots. He's also taller. But man, there's just some factor where Devin can just get lightning lightning hot white white hot and score 20 straight points uh, That's why I want him on my team for those moments where he puts in like six threes in a row and Middleton can get hot He can be very clutch in the fourth quarter with the one dribble pull up uh, Right at the fruit line and then you know, since he's so tall He can get the shot up over pretty much anybody and knock it in I'm going Devin Booker though just because a white hot b because I just Middleton can just go cold really quick and they can play hot potato with the shot clock running down in key moments and mid and Giannis will be scared to sh- Middleton will be missing the shot. Giannis will be scared to drive to the hole cause he doesn't want to go to the free throw line.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh, I, 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 my answer is the same to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. I got you off guard. How about that?
0: I like it. I like, it. I thought you were going to yeah. take Middleton for sure. Right. Um, you're saying you're taking Booker. He can just get up. He can just get hot. He can just go off. And that's who I'm, that's who I'm taking as well. Yeah.
1: Um, there you go. Yeah, at the end of the Let's day. See what it, Joel texted in. Let's see what he has to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. He says, sorry, can't talk. I'm too busy watching Loki. I absolutely love Marvel. Love you, Walter and Calvin. Wow, okay. How about that? That's very He's nice, starting, very starting to nice, really Marvel. like Marvel, huh? I, I guess so. I, don't, so, I, I, I hey. don't
0: know. Maybe there's some
1: backstory here. I'm not aware of. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to ask him. M- maybe he'll come in next week. Or no, no, no. You're on vacation next week. So uh, maybe the week after.
0: Yeah, two weeks from now. He's got he's got to come back for the draft. Um. All right. Well, next question here is who who do you think's getting robbed more in the finals? Who's getting more of the short end of the stick? Because we did talk a little bit about, Yeah, there's there's. You know, Devin Booker might have committed seven fouls last night, but also he might have gotten fouled four times. There was a no call, and you know the NBA kind of okay. Now this is going to be basically, I mean, more or less, I think this this series is going to go seven games now, right? You know, I think the mm-hmm. Suns win game five here. I think the Bucks win back at home, and then it comes down to game seven, the pivotal. If I had to guess, maybe it just flip flops. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, the, maybe the Bucks go on a you know, win another one, and then the Suns win at the Bucs. I don't have no idea, but I think it's going to go seven. With that being said here, who do you think is getting gypped a little bit more from the refs?
1: Yeah, like you said earlier, games one, two, and three, obviously they didn't come down to a one-call decision, so it's really hard to say whether one team's getting robbed or not. Obviously, Chris Paul's never won a playoff game with Scott Foster as a ref. That still continued, What was it game three that he was officiating? Uh, that still continued You look at last night, because it was a close game, they obviously missed the Devin Booker foul, which was horrible. But they also missed Giannis stepping clearly over the line when inbounding the ball with about a minute left after, I think it was a free throw attempt or something like that, where he clearly wasn't even close. Uh, So I've got to say, yes, bad calls. Has it affected the game? yesterday would be the first game that i would say that it could have potentially affected i mean officiating is always going to affect a close game it doesn't matter what the call is whether it's a charge or you know a block or something like that it's always going to have an effect on a close game i would just say for me i don't think anyone's particularly gotten screwed
0: i i gotta say the same thing here as well as much as i would like to devolve in this whole thing into a oh well this happened or this happened and yeah you know, whatever it is, all type of stuff, right? Like, I, I just, I just don't think either team's getting screwed that much when both teams are at two and two in the series. Um, you know, if someone wants to go. Well, the Suns were up big, and then all of a sudden, they, the fouls aren't going their way, et cetera. Well, the Suns are missing two other guys who play a significant amount of minutes. I mean, Sarge, Sarge and Tory Craig. I don't, I don't think Tory Craig was starting. Sarge and Tory Craig are guys off the bench for sure. But with that being said, like. They're pretty good. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn darn good in-the-bench guys. I take them over a lot of the bucks in-the-bench guys, for sure. Which um, is
1: funny because the Bucs traded Craig to the Suns.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is that is kind of a good one, too, there. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't get over the fact that, yeah, we definitely want to see some more. But some more just NBA basketball and less fouls. But, all well, that being said, too, like, I don't know. I'm willing to give them a break because it's like, all right, well, you know what? Everyone's like doing their best here as far as all stuff goes. Maybe Chris Paul's getting screwed by Scott Foster, but probably not, to be
1: honest, right? Yeah, no, if Scott Foster's officiating game seven, that's when I will have a problem. Just because, right or wrong, there is a narrative there that he has never won a game when Scott, a uh, playoff game when Scott Foster's officiating. They have bad blood, it's obvious. That's the only time I would have an extreme problem with it. He better not be refing games. And just a matter of fact, he shouldn't be refing any games for the rest of the finals. Just so we can't say that. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a very, very true thing here. Um, by far and away, the best storyline here of uh, basically the playoffs in my mind here is Steve Steve Javi. I might be saying his name wrong, right? The TNT mm-hmm. analyst, TNT or ESPN analyst? No, ESPN. ESPN, who's a former ref. And what a shocker. The former ref comes on to agree with the refs. Like, of course he's going to. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is what they're going to do. And, oh, yep, that's what they did. Yep, okay, I agree with that. You know, call. Yeah, Shocked. Every single time.
1: He's no Gene Steratore, I'll tell you that. Yeah.
0: He's not not combating anyone um, at all. He's a very, like, go-with-the-flow guy for... Um, arguments
1: on they should stuff. is is the ref that raced Charles Barkley, uh, Dick something I can't remember his last name. The one who raced at the All Star game is he still around? I'd like to hear him. I know he's probably ninety years old now, but I'd like to hear his thoughts on the game. Yeah, he probably on, is up replay. there a little bit. I, yeah, I don't or know. He, you know what? Just have Hubie Brown do it. I'd love to hear Hubie Brown, even though he wasn't a ref. Just have him have that job. Yeah, I I would much rather have a former player. You know,
0: like, uh, um,
1: Rasheed Wallace. Oh, that'd oh, be a good Rasheed, one.
0: Rasheed, Vince Carter. Oh, um, yeah. S- somebody who, you know, I mean, she of course would be hilarious and awesome, but yeah, a former player or a current player, right? I think that's what would be hilarious. If you had like Kyrie Irving, the VP of player, you know, um, you know, the, the VP of the player, uh, gosh, what, what am I trying to say here? You know, what I'm trying to say, right. The Players NBA player association. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, come on and go, You know what? I think actually that's not gonna be a foul. And then for them to go, Oh man, no, that's so, you know, or whatever, right? Like, you know,
1: we yeah. Gotta, or yeah. or they or they could offer it to Rachel Nichols, pay her millions of dollars, and then her gripe and complain about how hard she had to work uh to uh get to where she's at. But right. I didn't that. Maria
0: Taylor's going to NBC. It's kinda of interesting from all this. Oh, they
1: they announced it? She's I, signed. She's
0: close. She's very good she's the close. deal's to very, n- very close.
1: To, to NBC. I don't know why well, are they bringing back? Are they bringing back our our beloved basketball? <laughs> <speaking> I hope so. And the and the bald guy? I can't remember the bald guy's name, who was uh, on NBC basketball too. I can't remember. We'll have to figure that out. Wow, that's interesting news, Calvin. That's why they pay you the big bucks, and you're the leader. Thank you. Yeah, um, scoops.
0: Yeah, I was checking through LinkedIn today, and that's what came up with it. You know. Um, Well, Walt, I guess the the next question here is your your wonder, you know? Um, And then we'll get to who would you rather the Suns or Bucks win, and then we'll get to, you know, the, you know, the prediction. But let's have your Walter's Wonder
1: first. Ah, Walter's Wonders. I imagine piano playing in the back, like an old-timey, like, uh, I don't know some kind of some kind of old-timey ragtime uh, piano as I as I contemplate my Walter's Wonders. Calvin this week in Walter's Wonders, I wonder what happens if Andre Robertson 2017-2018 NBA season doesn't blow out his knee. As many know, he went on to miss that rest of that season, all of the 2018-2019 season and almost all of the season after that, making his glorious return in the nba bubble which was a very very special moment don't get me wrong calvin i know joel's not here but joel would agree with me when i say this i definitely believe if andre robertson had not blown out his knee that year with carmelo anthony jeremy grant don't forget that would have made it to the western conference finals and here's why calvin you know what happened right before he blew out his knees and and let us not forget who he blew his knee out against? Do you remember who he blew his knee out, knee out against? No, I don't. I do not. The Detroit Pistons, which oh, was a game that was right. meaningless. But let me tell you, oh, let me get it pulled up here. Right before that, a week before that, when Trey Young absolutely balled against OSU and we can talk about refs screwing Trey Young out of that game and and uh Bo- not Boone Pickens and Gallagher Iba, you and I were both there. Uh Obviously, Trey Young had, I think, close to 40 points. Too bad the refs screwed him out of that win. Uh, Went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Thunder play. The LeBron James Cavs won 148 to 124. They were on a roll, defensive, scoring all sorts of fast break buckets, getting steals left and right, and then all of a sudden, Roberson gets hurt. They lose to the Jazz in the first round of the playoffs. Let's not forget, if Andre would have been healthy, Donovan Mitchell would have been shut down, would not have scored nearly the points that he did, and I think the Thunder rolled to the Western Conference Finals. And that is this week's Walter Wonders. Calvin, back to you.
0: Well, uh, that was a great Wonders, except for the fact that you had to throw in there that triangle. I mean, you think he got screwed by the refs in the Uh, Oklahoma State and Gallagher Arena?
1: I know. I was at the tip of the arena. I'm not complaining about the tickets you got me. They were great. Still was at the top. But even from up there, I could see the screw drop. And Joel agrees. He's texting me right now. He agrees. And he's an OSU fan. (sighs) Who's an OSU fan? Joel. You know what the best part of that game? Before we watched the Thunder blow out the Cavs, Joel and I had a better... At if Trey Young was going to get 30 points in the game, and Trey Young had 30 points by halftime or something like that?
0: Uh, Trey Young does not get screwed. Um, Mitchell Solomon dies for the ball at the middle of the court and then basically passes it. And, and I mean, the, the reasons why you get screwed like when you get screwed, in my mind, it's not. Oh, you might have lost by two. No, that's not getting screwed. Getting screwed is when your te- when a team outshoots one like has less free throws than one player in a game. That's getting screwed. That's basically Oklahoma State against KU every single year in basketball, besides like this year. Um that's getting screwed. But
1: Yeah, Trey Young finished with forty eight points. Um if they called fouls like they should have, he should have had seventy points, Calvin. What was the
0: team score for you that, that day? 81 points. So you're mean to tell A- me this, this guy got screwed and this team got screwed when the other team couldn't even double his points. Like The rest of the team couldn't score 48 total. I don't
1: well, know well, why but they got screwed. The- oh, but yeah, they, they, got did screwed. Get, well, they did get screwed. They got screwed. They
0: well, they got screwed. They did. Well, they got screwed. I'm sure they got. Yep. I mean. You know what I'm getting at here, and that's definitely that you are a, sadly an OU fan. Um Yeah. It's 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 not it's not a good look for you, man. I say. Gotta change over to the yeah. orange and black here.
1: Yeah, no, no. And it's all a waiting game anyways until UCO rolls D1. Roll shows. Exactly. There you go. There you go. I'll
0: take the roll shows at least. Um Alright. Well, all right. the Walters Wonders is uh I like it. I like. It. I like the debut segment. The debut yeah, segment we'll was see. really good. No, 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 because we'll that's that's a true Andre Roberson. Like, what what do you? Because I I think that if Roberson stays healthy, I don't know Western Conference Finals. Even though I am a huge Thunder fan, but they definitely win the first round series for sure. They don't lose in five games, right? Um,
1: no, no, exactly. I just know people were missing. Uh, I know you have taken this away from me. You and Joel agreed. Uh, my power rankings. Uh, for my topics that I choose, and so people were missing a little segment for me, and so uh, shout out to your dad who came up with the segment, uh, top of the line idea.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 think, really I it. think it was your dad, right? Your dad? It was, yes, it was. Yep. It was me, myself, and yep. I who came with this idea. But that's good. Oh, Let's get I'm, to, sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, I
1: thought it was your dad.
0: No, no, my dad. No, my dad probably gave me somehow the idea. It probably was gonna be Calvin's wonders, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, Walter actually.
1: Well, I You're think it just makes it. it. I think it's just because it's a W thing. It's the alliteration, I, yeah. It I think really Calvin. I like Calvin's curious ideas.
0: Calvin's curious ideas. Well, my curious idea, Walter, is: Would you rather have the Suns or the Bucks win?
1: Okay, so it's uh, obviously I had uh, before the series in the, uh, w- and then there was four. Uh, I said that the Bucks were going to win it all. Um, so I would rather the Suns win. I would rather the Suns win. Yeah, and but you're holding up six. I don't know why keep you're going. Doing this. No, no, keep going, okay. keep going. I'd rather the Suns win. I think the Bucks are going to win. I still just because that was my prediction before Giannis got hurt. I'd I, I put Giannis's injury recovery with the year uh, Serge Ibaka tore his calf in the Western Conference Finals against the Spurs. I need to know how they were healed.
0: I do too, because if they can heal like that, then we should be able to get this information technology right. That.
1: Looked extremely painful that looked extremely it went the wrong way calvin it looked like conor mcgregor breaking his leg it looked it, that bad and he's back playing and not only playing playing extremely well besides last game uh, yesterday's game where he was winded for some reason i don't know what was going on there it might have caught up to him he scored 40
0: points in like back-to-back games in what game yeah. two and game three right um so maybe it caught up to him in game four I'm holding up the 6 because I think I would rather the Bucks well so so okay so this is this is my thing. I'd rather the Suns win. But I'm holding right. up the number 6 if you're watching here because I think the Bucks are going to take it in 6. Oh um, man. I I That's, would rather the Suns win. I'd rather the guy Chris Paul get get his get his chip while he can on the team he's leading, right? Um I've never been the like the biggest Chris Paul fan in the entire world, I think I've been very aware of that. But this is like the year for Chris Paul. This is the year to come back. This is the year to do it. All type of stuff, whatever, right? No. So, it, I'd it's rather really Chris Paul win, but I think the Bucks can win said, in six.
1: Yeah, we both said that it'd be easier for the for the Bucks to make it or the Suns to make it to the finals next year. It's really funny. We're talking about the Suns, 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 and at the end, we both say the Bucks. But I just think. <laughs> It just seems like Giannis is going to be able to hold Aiton. It seems like Middleton will be able to at least play. All they need to do is win two more games. And so out of the four, he needs to play too well. I think he will. And then, of course, P.J. Tucker playing defense and Bobby Portis playing defense on Paul, on Booker, on Cameron Johnson. Now, it's a completely different game at home because Payne and Johnson both shoot lights out. In Phoenix, so they do have the benefit of two games being in Phoenix. So I do give the slightest of edges for the Bucks, but like you said, we're cheering for the Suns. We're cheering for Chris Paul.
0: Well, I think the main difference here between the, you know all four games we've seen is that the role players truly do play a lot better at home than they do on the way. Right. You know, we've yep. we've seen that um, night in, night out. The role player guys and not the superstars play. But the other thing, too, is, is that you get more consistency from your star players at home versus away, right? Chris Milton was not doing this in Game 1 and 2. Drew Holiday was not playing this kind of defense in Game 1 and 2, right? Chris Paul was playing a lot better offense and a lot smarter decision-making, all type of stuff, and a lot less turnovers in Game 1 and 2 versus Game 3 and 4 when he's on the away side, right? So I'm curious to see how the Suns when what kind of— what what changes they make, right? Because that game was last night. We're recording this on Thursday. Um, so, you know, there's we've got two more days. We've got Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. Um, so You know, the teams don't have just one day off. They have, like, three, which is crazy. But I'm curious to see what changes the Suns make. Defensive strategy-wise, to slow down Giannis a little bit more. But really, just to try to slow down, you know, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday wasn't being elite, but... He's having really good, really really good games, really good quality minutes, really good games. So if the Suns can figure out a way to one get Chris Paul to guard somebody who's not taller than him, right? Chris Paul is not a tall dude uh, for the NBA standards. But two, if they can figure out a way to guard Chris Middleton, so he's somewhat slowed down, then you can just focus on Giannis, and that the defensive adjustments are going to be fascinating to see here for games five, six, and then we'll see about seven. But I just don't see the Suns making a. I, I think the Suns actually losing Sarich and losing Torrey Craig is a much bigger storyline right now than we think it is. Than I hear a lot well, of. Uh, than I hear anyone talk about.
1: Well, was like, uh, did didn't Craig return last game? Was he? Did he come back last game? Play a few I, minutes? I can't wow.
0: remember. Wow. Yeah, you know what? If I'm completely off on that, I no, feel like I'm, I'm not hundred percent. So but,
1: but anyway, one of the keys I'd say to the game is. They're going to have they've had success having Giannis guard eight we've already discussed that we're going to have to find a way to set a double pick some sort of double screen. So when Aiton rolls, it's not Giannis switching and coming back to guard Aiton because that's how their offense runs on Aiton offensive rebounds Aiton you know, getting alley-oops, backdoor cuts, and getting him to p- kick out to open threes, they're going to have to find a way to get him on a smaller guard, on a Drew Holiday. Uh, and that's going to come with a series of double picks, I would say, at the top of the key rollout.
0: Yeah. Um, that was some mathematical knowledge just dropped on you by Walter Agnes himself. Because I, I think it's very, very ac- accurate here. While at some point there is going to be the... Um, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be the recovery. So yeah, yes, so Tory Craig was carried off the court in game two, and then I haven't stayed completely up to date on. So I'm gonna, I'm looking at this like game four uh, minutes play. Yeah,
1: it had had 15 minutes, four yeah. points. So yeah, side. so
0: he is it, back now. Yeah, he, he's, back, obvious, he's back. He's back.
1: not not himself, not 100. percent
0: Yeah, it, it and um maybe Sarge coming in stepping out for Aiden helps out a little bit here and there too. It's not all well. You know, I'm kind of going back on what I just said, but. Torrey, Torrey Craig is a really good player. Um, Darius is a really good player. I think the Bucs would much rather neither of those guys play. But if the Bucs can figure out a way to adjust to whatever the Suns adjustments are, then they'll be good. Um, the Suns just have to make up for the fact that, all right, if you put Torrey Craig out there and he's guarding Chris Middleton, how how good, you know? Um, and it's Mikael Bridges guarding Chris Middleton. It's, you know, what, do you, what are you doing here? How how can you slow down this Bucks team? Because at the end of the day, you can slow down Giannis, you can probably cause a good enough kink in the whole system to make it work. Um, yep. But that's a that's such a huge ask. That's such a huge ask from a five-time All-NBA guy, five-time All-Star, two-time MVP. Now, I don't know if it's going to be possible, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm taking the Bucs. I'm hesitantly doing it, of course, as everyone can see and notice, but that's why I'm taking the Bucks. I think they're going to edge know, him th- out.
1: I think the information that you've dropped today, Calvin, would have convinced Joel, who hates Giannis, to pick the Bucks.
0: Like, going into this series, there was no way I was picking the Bucs. Giannis had that injury. He didn't, he played, yeah. what, did he play in game seven against the Hawks? I don't think he did, right? He sat out. game, game well, six. Like six. Yeah, 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 no, he did not play. Yeah, he game didn't play. Six. So we hadn't seen him. We hadn't seen how good yeah. he was going to play or not. Yeah. Whatever, no. right? We had just saw his leg bend backwards, like fold yeah. the wrong exactly. direction. It was exactly. the last time we saw Giannis. Then the Hawks just looked out of it, and somehow they lost that series, which is still baffling because they won two games. You know, went to game six. They won two. How did the Hawks do that? But
1: yeah, for Trey yeah. right
0: there too. Oh, of course, of course, Trey Young. Um, yeah, don't don't forget about Trey Young being five foot seven? All right, but or uh, his haircut or whatever. I don't know. There's, I'm not going to make call this ha- hair. He's
1: such a he's such a handsome fella. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: sure he is. Sure he is. GQ model there, Trey Young. Um, I'm going to name the podcast that just for you, but I. I I'm not going to. I have to name it something. Suns Bucks oh, played okay. about the finals. I have to. Come on, I have to. That's an off-season. That's an off-season podcast name for the victory. Uh, okay, so- Cal-
1: Calvin. You and I are both search engine optimization experts. We both kind of do it for a living. I say go ahead and rip it. Trey Young, uh, GQ, GQ model.
0: Then people will click on it and listen to minute 51 of the podcast or whatever, and be waiting the entire time for. Oh, they made an offhand comment about that. That's where the podcast topic came from. Now I got I got to switch it up, but. Giannis has come back and looked so incredibly good comparatively to how he went down and how bad that looked that it's blown me away. Blown me away. Completely changed yeah. my mind. And and listen, I I think the Suns can figure it out. I think the Suns can make a difference. I think the Suns can do all this type of stuff. But I'm saying I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bucks it's, have looked dominant. Bucks have looked yeah, dominant and, the past two games. And-
1: Definitely the length on the Bucks is is hurting Chris Paul and Devin Booker's ability to get into the paint, uh, do jump shots. Are, they're just bothering them. And, you know, we'll see what Monty, Monty will make adjustments. I'm sure maybe pulling them out and just trying to get to the rim, getting by Giannis, getting by Brooke Lopez. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's going to be a great series. I think if you ask me, do you think the game's going forward are going to be more towards game one and two and three where they were blowouts or more like game four. I'm going to say they're going to be more like game four. And that's, that's really good. It's going to be fun to watch.
0: Right. With all this being said, like you just mentioned, it's a very close, like game four was very, very close. The sun's clearly made adjustments to make it very, very close at some point. Um, At at some point we have to go. Okay, well their Suns aren't that out of it, and I don't think they are. I just, I I again I think that the Suns had uh, the Suns had enough stuff go their way, um, in game four where they still couldn't pull it off. That's that's kind of my thing, right? Like they had enough things where Devin Booker is off for forty plus, Chris Milton goes off for you know f- what forty plus too, yeah. and the Suns. You know, because something's not going to go off for 40, you know, 40 every single game. But you look at the box score, half to half, quarter to quarter, all type of stuff. The Suns were had really no offense, up at, like no um, points in the paint, excuse me, in the second quarter compared to the first quarter. They still were there close to the end. But the Bucs still just, it was, it was like the Suns couldn't get away from the Bucks score-wise. You know, it was like the Suns were just trying to push that gap, push that gap, push that gap. Where it becomes more of a blowout like we've seen in every game beforehand. But the mocks just were persistent. They just stayed there. They stayed close. Yep. They stayed close yep. enough. And then they made the difference at the end to go up.
1: Um, yep. Like I said in the beginning, the Suns were up seven, but it did not feel like they were going to win the game.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, you're getting all that type of stuff. But, uh, let's see here. Um well, I'll ask, you, I'll ask you a prediction here then, because I think the next podcast that we, bo- that we both do together will be joined by Joel DiNicolo, of course. Um, maybe Zev Stein, too, for draft coverage. We'll see. Ooh, see, I'd like to hear A little,
1: little Zevi yeah.
0: Collie Stein, as he likes to be called in the low post. Exactly, exactly there. Making some moves. But with that being said here, what's your guess for the top three picks in order of the NBA draft? You've got the Pistons, Rockets, Cavs. What are your top three Who's getting, getting drafted? Let's say I don't know. Go go as crazy as you want to, or not as crazy as you want to, too.
1: See okay, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna go Detroit Pistons, Jalen Green. Whoa. Whoa. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Houston. I'm gonna go Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Okay. And then who's picking third again? Oh, Cavs, sorry. Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs. Cavs. Uh, I'm going to go Cavs, Jalen Suggs. Man, okay. Okay. No
0: Evan Mobley in the top three. No,
1: no. Evan Mobley. I just, I understand Ayton and Anthony Davis, both were top picks, big men. I'm just, me personally, I'm just scared of Greg Odens. I'm scared of drafting Milicic's. I'm scared of drafting Hashim Thabits. And that's just my, you know, the three that I mentioned have, proven themselves not that Mobley hasn't it's just it's it's just nerve-wracking taking a center in the in the top three picks that's that's just me that's a personal decision
0: when you're a team like the Pistons like the Rockets like the Cavs where you are just truly going for hey whoever right like whoever whoever we can get the best we want to take the best overall we're not necessarily going for fit because let's face it here if any of these three teams make the playoffs next year, I think we'd all be going, Oh, okay, cool. You know, like didn't didn't didn't
1: didn't think it was gonna happen, right? I d I don't know if the Thunder have Houston's first round pick next year, but if we do, I do not want that pick. I do not I mean, I do not want to make him the playoffs Calvin.
0: No, no, no. We no, we yeah, no, no, we we don't at all. Um hey,
1: but the Thunder do have the Clippers' first-round pick next year, and let's just say Kawhi Leonard misses regular season. Uh, let's just say Paul George has load management decides to skip the second half, and they miss the playoffs. You know how about that? How about that? How about um that? Or if Kawhi leaves, Kawhi could just leave.
0: So I'm 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 going to go somewhere to yours at least for Jalen Green's. Well, I'm actually I'm not going to go somewhere to yours whatsoever. I think if I'm <laughs> guessing here, I'm if I'm guessing, yeah, I'm backtracking completely on that. Um, Kate Cunningham, number one overall to Detroit. Two, Jalen Green, not Evan Mobley. And three, Evan Mobley to the Cavs. I, I don't necessarily know why the Cavs would take Evan Mobley, but the only reason why I say that is just because they already have Jared Allen, right? So, what, what, what would they... Like, Evan Mobley is much, much better, I don't think, as a higher upside than, than Jared Allen. Don't me wrong, and I think they're two kind of different players, but they're both about the same height, and it's going to be hard to play both those... Which
1: makes which makes sense as to why they might want to trade back to get a player like Scotty Barnes or Kaminga because they are they don't really need Suggs and they don't really need Mobley and if those are the players that are you know there they might not want them you know they might want to move back get assets and get the player they want which would maybe Scotty Barnes uh, you know who knows
0: yeah and as we're saying here like they're probably not going for fit necessarily but Jared Allen's I mean. The the rookies that come in, you're going to have them for, like, five to eight years on your roster, generally, right? Right. You know, it's right. hard not to from all the incentives that they get from staying with the team as far as contract incentives, too. But with all that being said, like, if you're going to have them five to eight years, you probably want them to kind of fit with what the team is going with. That's why, like, if Green dropped to three, I'd be interested in still in the Cavs like trading back because Green is really, really good. I mean, but he's 6'5. Like they have Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Like how many, how many right. quick young guards do they want? Right? I mean, they the Cavs have got to be going, gosh, man, if only we had Cade, right? Like if only we had gotten Cade, then I think that would have accelerated their whole timeline a little bit more with Jared Allen, Darius Garland, um Colin Kevin Sexton, Love. et cetera. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kevin Love. Great centerpiece of their team.
1: Kevin, Love. And you know what? People stop it with the Kevin Love hate. He made the Olympics because when he was a superstar, he would still play on Team USA for the FIBAs, for all that. He was a great, great player. You're rewarding him for the years of service. And then not to mention, he is a prototypical European big man, which is who you're playing in the Olympics. So please, I'm, I'm tired of the Kevin Love hate, and I'm tired of the Shea just trade talks. Knock them both off. I don't want to hear it. As Kendrick Perkins says, carry on.
0: Carry on. Um, I do think it's funny that Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer has the Thunder taking Kai Jones at 16. um, And Sharif Cooper from Auburn at 18 has has the Thunder taking Scotty Barnes at 6. But of course, if you've been following the podcast for a little bit, you know my annoyance of Greg Brown, who was previously known as a top 10 draft pick before the season started and i gotta say greg brown now measuring out to be less than six eight and be 19 he's dropping all the way down to 25 here in the mock draft it's a clippers but still he's dropping down to the mid-20s is my point right mock drafts that's that's rough that's a rough look yeah. for uh yeah. for greg brown yeah.
1: but well remember victor oladipo was supposed to be uh, not victor oladipo lou dort was supposed to be a first round pick and fell outside and we love him now and we would never trade him for kate cunningham we would never. Oh, uh, would
0: you never. would never. Um would I, I got texted by a couple people saying, Is is your buddy Walter joking? And I was like, Nope, he's
1: not. Nope. He's a Lou Dort fan. Not, yeah, not yep, no. Lou Dort, great contract. He's probably gonna be the best defender in the NBA next year.
0: That that actually is an argument we'd have. That 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 is a that is a uh, Joel would probably argue against you. I would probably argue with you there. I think Lou Dort could be the best defender in the NBA next year. Now, Chase got to play the whole season though. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, no, don't worry, Calvin. They will. All right. Rebuild. Rebuild's probably over now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. One season of the rebuild and the Thunder are back, baby. They are three back. picks in the first round, three picks in the second round, and then 30, 30 more picks over the next whatever many years after that. Pokucheski. Pokucheski running in the backcourt. Can you imagine Pokucheski in the backcourt with Scotty Barnes? What a lethal duo that is. Oh, gosh. Poku with anybody's lethal. The, the poku jokes have gotta,
1: gotta continue, only, and they're too much fun. If, yeah, if only he just missed those two uh, fading away threes against the Clippers. But, uh, you know, hey, I've forgiven him.
0: I'm so glad you have. Because with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the CJ Tour podcast. Uh, please follow at the CJ Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. And we'll catch you guys again soon. Walter, any final thoughts?
1: Man, I'm just enjoying the music, that's all I can do shout out to jackson alexander the youngest brother
0: for the podcast uh music here as always um so you know shout out to jackson shout out to jackson craig anyways we got you guys again soon peace can
1: play that we